Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the latest PR Moment podcast. And on the show today, we're talking about whether the relationship between PR and journalist um, is damaged beyond repair. Uh, and looking at the reasons why this mutually beneficial relationship isn't working a bit better. Uh, and on the show today to talk us through that uh, is Charlie Russell, who's founder at Synapse. Um, and we're going to be talking around all things, uh, I guess, at that intersection of PR and journalism um, and just working out about, a bit about why that uh, seems to become a little bit fraught, that relationship in recent years. Or I suppose asking whether that has always been the case. Before we start, um, if you haven't taken a look already, the final entry deadline for the Creative Moment Awards is on Friday the 30th of June. Um, do take a look at all the categories. Um, as I say the final entry deadline is Friday the 30th of June. And I should also thank our PM Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure. Um, so just talk us, give us an intro, I suppose. Is the... You, you see sort of Twitter spats and things like that, don't you, between PRs and journos. But I, I'm never sure whether that's an exception to the rule or whether that's a sort of an indication of a, 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 something a bit broader. Has that bridge between PR and journalists become broken or is it actually OK? Um, I think it's eroded over time is probably a fair thing to say. Um, you know, when I first started out working PR tech, um, ooh, 10, 12 years ago, my image of a PR was someone operating in the shadows that have, you know, the key people's numbers in their pockets, politicians, journalists, that kind of thing, and could make stuff go away or, or fix things. And I think I was at that cusp whereby the relationships between PRs and journalists were, were quite strong at that point. But um, we have the boom, the internet, mobile phones, uh, emails in your pocket, and all of a sudden, it's easier to contact those kind of people. You can get hold of pretty much any journalist email address if you wish, and you can email them. So I think in terms of the relationship, it's just been eroded due to the volume of content that's flowing back and forth between journalists and from PRs. I mean, you say back and forth, but you possibly not so much back. It's mainly just from PRs to journalists, is it? Is that is that the is that the end problem here? We've got almost unlimited supply of of press releases coming from PRs, but limited demand from journalists? Um, I'm not sure about limited demand. I think that there are certain journalists out there that are hugely hungry for PR content. And, and you know, we do consider the relationship as a, as a win-win. You know, you're a PR, you've got a client, we're representing a brand. And journalists, a lot of them, like I say, are desperate for that content and do want to hear from you. But I think the issue is it's very difficult to understand what the journalist is working on at any point in time. So the PRs, you know, they they do their best in terms of analysing what's in front of them, what the what the journalist has previously written about or um, or maybe sort of regular slots that they've got in the media. But overall, it's very difficult to read that journalist's mind and say, you'll be interested in this story at this exact moment, which therefore leads to all of this sort of email bombardment but at the same time a lot of the feedback that when I've spoken to journalists has been they struggle with PR responsiveness as well because they work to such short deadlines all of a sudden I need that quote or I need this changing or I need this signing off 
and they can't get hold of the PR. And that's if you know, you look at what people say online. That's obviously quite a, a big gripe for for journalists yeah. as well. Which which again isn't really fair from a PR's perspective because you've got journalists that remain thoroughly unresponsive. You're sending emails into a black box. You get absolutely no feedback. And then over a weekend, someone wants something and you're, you know, supposed to stand up, take notice and drop everything. And I'm sure most PRs do, but things do get missed. And yeah, you know, so that kind of thing when we think about it, it's sort of bonkers, really, isn't it? That email has become yeah. this sort of default channel. Um, I mean, even if, you know, if, if I send anybody an email, not just a journalist, it's, it's not that easy to it can be misread can't it or misunderstood it's not actually a great it's a it's not a great one-way communication channel and it's definitely not a particularly efficient or effective two-way communication channel it's it's interesting that what email has done and what data has done and the internet has done has made all these people accessible but also it's basically become a victim of its own success because that conduit has just meant that you've got a very crowded marketplace. And if we think about other industries, so I always think about how B2B technology rolls down into our everyday lives. So you can take something like Formula One, you've got high performing cutting edge technology that in the end makes its way down to um, mass production cars. But um, in this consumer space where we've got buyers and sellers, Think about Amazon or eBay, Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace. You've got 60 million potential buyers in this country of any product under the sun. Um, and there are marketplaces for that. You have specific areas where you can go and find what you want to want to buy, purchase it, and effectively have it delivered. But that it's, it's in a way the B2C world hasn't led the B2B world where we've got large groups of buyers and sellers like PRs and journalists uh, that need to communicate more efficiently. So they're left with tools that aren't fit for purpose, like email. Fine, there might be collectively, say, 100,000 journalists, give or take, in the UK, and definitely more PRs than that. But even so, if you've got two, 300,000 people all trying to communicate at the same time, email just isn't fit for purpose. But no. technology has has fallen short. All the PR tech tools out there at the moment, at least from my experience, are give you all this wonderful data around who the journalist is, where they've worked, what they've written, but you end up with an email address and a telephone number that doesn't go the extra mile and it doesn't solve the issues that the journalists have, who they effectively profit from what the journalists write in terms of media monitoring, but they don't really offer any services back to the journalist other than emails about job moves or job boards, that kind of thing. Right. Um... Just taking a step back, how useful do we think really PRs are for journalists now? Do we do we still think that there is a, a I guess it depends on the publication and the type of journalist to a large extent, does it? But we we still believe that there is a, a journalist in the main keen to engage. Yes, okay. yes, 100 um, percent. And I think the relationship will only become more important. If you've got journalists at the moment, as we know, there aren't as many of them. All the big media houses are making cuts and trying to find ways, innovative ways to make more money and to find ways to get a single journalist that would cover one thing in the, you know, back in the day to now be covering multiple sectors, maybe um, multiple publications, online, print. They need them to produce more content. And, you know, it's difficult for the journalists. They aren't. Um, able to sit there and just come up with idea after idea after idea and even if they do they need support 
from brands, any quotes, statistics, expert opinion. There might be new products to try. So I think going forward, it's going to be even more important that journalists have relationships with PRs and PRs are going to be even more important to content production. I mean, anecdotally, I was told by um, the owner of a news agency that she thinks about 80% of um, all UK content uh, PRs had a hand in. And that actually got backed up when I looked online. Uh, there was a university in Sydney that did some research that came up with the same figure. So I think, you know... What, what percentage did you say? I missed that. 80, 80, 80, 80, 80 zero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, so like, so four-fifths of all content which is a which is a huge amount quite surprising yeah but if, you, if you pick the paper and read it you can see the snippets and you can see the input so you know i think very important and will continue to be so do you can we i just as you're talking there made me think about this that word relationship which we talked we've already said it i don't know how many times in this pod, podcast it's an interest there's you know a relationship can be quite a spectrum can't it you can have different levels of a relationship so just when you're talking about a relationship between a, a pr and a journalist, is it a, a, a sometimes, I mean, people can become lifelong friends, right? But very often it's a, right, I need that piece of information. Thank you very much. And those are both relationships, aren't they? Did you sort of have a, what's the the, the rule of thumb? Is there, a, is there a, um, a standard PR journal relationship, do you think, that's developing uh, in, in a sort of modern era that we're now in? I think, it, I think, yeah, in days gone by, it was a personal relationship. It was a face-to-face relationship. I don't really think that exists anymore with new people coming through. You know, the account executives, the account managers, I know they're finding it very difficult to build relationships with the media, but that's not to say that they're dealing with the same crowd because th- that crowd of journalists has also moved on in the last five years in terms of, yes, there's been cuts, as I've said, so people have lost their jobs or they've gone freelance or... Uh, gone off to do something else but um the media producers are looking for more journalists that are tech savvy and able to produce more content like i've said so i think we have got a horses for courses situation where the pr profile and the journalist profile probably match quite well both quite tech savvy both very obviously media savvy and know their sectors very well but i think the disappointing thing is the the lack of time that people have to spend face to face because if you're sending an email, it will be about one client. But if you're at an agency and you can get a journalist out for breakfast, you can talk about a whole manner of things, not just build a personal relationship, build that trust and demonstrate to PR that you know your sector and that you've got knowledge, but also talk about your wide variety of clients. So in a month's time, when that journalist sits down, they think, oh, I do need that quote. Oh, so-and-so's got that client. That CEO might be able to help me. And then you're opening up that avenue. So I don't think any PR or journalist would ever say, do you know what? We went out for a face-to-face meeting and it was a waste of time. I think if they get that far, it's always going to be valuable, but it's t- it's the time that they lack because yeah. everyone is just so busy and it's very hard these days for a journalist to step away from their desk, whether it's at home or in the office. And to be fair, PRs are busy as well. So it's, yeah, it's, I'm not, it's sad, isn't it? It's not, I'm not, we're not, I'm not anyway saying that's, that's right or the way forward, but it is, it is the reality of, of where we find ourselves at the moment. Just a quick thought. Um, you know, I'm I'm not really a journo. I I do a bit of uh, of journalistic stuff on the podcast, but I'm not really a journo. But e- even I, who are a part time journalist, have seen the number of emails I get from people, from in essence digital PRs, SEO firms, who who have a desire for a link from an editorial site, um, 
and, and I suspect that has had a very, very significant impact on, on worsening that climate because everyone's been chucked into the same bucket and the, the volume of emails now is completely unmanageable. You know, it would, I would I would need to employ somebody to to manage my inbox to reply to all those emails. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, much higher profile journos than me get far more um, press releases than I do. Yeah, um, I mean, I've heard stories of journalists getting more than a thousand emails a day. Yeah, I think that's high. I was I was on a call with um, someone working for National Trade Press, a, a glossy magazine. So not Trade Press, sorry, glossy. And she looked at her inbox. We'd been on for about half an hour. And she'd had about 30 emails. So she's getting about an email a minute, mostly from PRs, which is whatever, four or five hundred a day. Um, that is, you know, the statistics will tell you that is way more than anyone should be getting and it serves as a huge distraction but how about putting it another way you can only deal with what you've got so if you get sent 400 emails or 500 emails a day but there are in fact 50,000 live PR pitches out there in the market for you right now that you could benefit from you're actually only seeing a very very small spectrum of what might be useful so again it's another example of how email isn't really fit for purpose Yes, you're completely overwhelmed with those 400 emails and probably 395 of them are absolutely no good for you. Yeah. You'd be better off being able to view 50,000 pitches in a dedicated marketplace and dig down into what is actually important for you. And I think there is the appetite within the media to try and make these kind of changes. And also going back to the, you know, the SEO and the digital, the digital side is to make sure that these, you know, the, the, the big publishing groups have the people on on you know standby to help you deliver the information and the stats and the links and so on that you need. I mean, talking to people at the Times, they say to me, PRs ask me when's it going up on the site. They have no idea. They have no visibility visibility into that. It goes into a machine, and off it goes, yeah. and they'll know about it when you know about it. So, but of course, PRs constantly ch ch chase the journalists and, and fairly to say when's it going up. My clients eager, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. I think those, you know, the, the media companies could do a bit more in assisting PRs with the information, getting the information they need so yeah. that they're not constantly asking basically the wrong people for information they don't have. But but at the moment, that, that's going to require more emails, isn't it? <laughs> because there'll be another email to be tell somebody that this, that it's gone live. So, it's a, you know, it's, it's a just, vicious it, circle, but also yeah. the follow up that, you know, did you get my email? Every email <laughs> spawns another email. Did you get the email? Um, you showed an interest. I know you clicked on the link. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just, nuts, isn't it? It's yeah. absolutely nuts. And um, yeah, the, the, it's just not, it's, it's somehow it's a convenient tool, but not particularly effective, isn't it? Um, it's a real shame that it's become the go-to tool for media relations, but I think it has just, as you were talking there, um, I mean, a lot of PR people I know are now chatting to, to journalists through WhatsApp. Um but I think really, in terms of this conversation, I'm struggling to think of that WhatsApp is a, is a much more efficient channel than email. A lot of the things that we've talked about that's wrong with email in terms of engagement and all the rest of it is kind of similar or perhaps even worse than WhatsApp because it's not a great tool for, 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 for working out what's what and prioritizing things, really, I don't imagine. No. I mean, another it's another tool that isn't fit for purpose. I mean, if you need something quickly and you've got their number... It almost feels like WhatsApp is a lot of people use it for business. They have groups set up, so it's not that invasive. But 
I don't think anyone could deal with 400 WhatsApp messages a day. No, you if you're, um, for, for maybe sorting out a quick quote or a quick change to uh, some copy, then I can't get hold of them. I'll ping them on WhatsApp. Yeah, sure. But in terms of a cold approach to a journalist that you might not have dealt with before, I think it's probably pretty inappropriate to ask them, hey, what about this via oh, yeah. WhatsApp? Oh, if it's a cold approach, I oh, think, yeah. yeah, you can't do it. I mean, just, just thinking yeah. about it, I mean, we have... Um, from a mental health perspective, you've got PRs who are basically feeding emails into a black box and probably never, you know, you just don't know. You have no idea whether that you're hitting the spot or not. And then you've got journalists who feel under constant pressure to potentially reply to emails or or or, or bad because they miss something or think. So it's actually from both sides. It's not a great mental health story, is it? No, it's not. And don't think that journalists don't feel bad. They I mean, definitely they do. Feel bad yeah. that they can't reply and they can't help you. And I think the majority of PRs are really well informed, have great clients, and are really polite and go about their business professionally. And it's and it's and it's very difficult. But yeah, you know, you think about the feeling of rejection. You you do want people. You do you know you've written that information. You've tailored it to the journalist or to the publication or both. You've written a personal message. You want to, you spent time on this, creative energy on this as a PR, and you want to see that it's landed and that people have appreciated it. And that journalist might have gone, do you know what? That's actually a really good story and quite a good angle, but we just can't do it at this point in time. But they're not going to tell you that. So you don't get that verification or that gratification. You get nothing. So especially for the juniors that are doing a lot of this work in PR, it's a bit of a thankless task. And that creative energy is often, I'm not saying it's going to waste, but it's not bearing fruit. Well, it's sort, I mean, it it sort of is really, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, I'm, I, I always think uh, a lot of these things, I think about it from the perspective of the agency CEO, that has taken, he or she is paying for time, in effect, of his or her staff. And they're, they're, a lot of time is spent writing creative, repetitive, sending emails, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not particularly efficient, particularly efficient way of working is, is kind of what we're, we're sort of saying here. And that seems to make sense, frankly, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, and the other thing that was um, quite interesting about that is that, well, I've, I've spoken to a few people and they think that at least at the more junior end of the scale, about 40 to 50 percent of a PR's time is spent researching, whether that's media lists or um um, looking at specific journalists or what they've written. Okay, so and, and so researching together. for media data, media lists, not not researching about in uh, intellectual property or or insight. Actual, about just outreach. putting together lists, right? Specifically to do with outreach. Right. And you know, this was this was the thing. Like, if, you know, if we could give you a tool that would take that away, I mean, think about AI. How much time would it free up? Well, it would make it would give me twice my time back, but also twice all that time to be creative and do the things that PR are known for, not desk-based admin. But then again, you know, we we go back, you did a, um, a webinar a few weeks ago on AI and one of the contributors on there, I think it was Andrew, said um, that a lot of this now is becoming available. So what would be a paid-for professional tool to give you a media list? You can now ask AI to generate you a press release, generate you a short pitch and generate you a list of journalists to send that pitch to. Um, now, if that's available to any anyone in the market, not even a professional PR, then the situation is going to get a hell of a lot worse when it comes to email volume and also that irrelevant and, and sort of spam approach that okay. journalists often dig PRs out for. So that's that's not going to make things better either. Although AI might save some time in terms of writing the copy, 
it, it needs it needs the human touch. Well, of course, yeah. Um, it's still very time consuming. Yeah. So um, you've clearly got a, a a tool with with signups that you you put together, which I guess you're hoping to um, well b- b- potentially solve a few of these email related problems. Have you? Is that is that in essence what 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 functionality does that have that you think is going to improve that that PR journal workflow? Yeah. So it's it is effectively a marketplace, you know, eBay, Amazon, that kind of thing for PRs and journalists. There's some networking tools in there. So it's a bit, it's akin to LinkedIn and there's some messaging tools, but ultimately, like I said, we've seen a shift in the media. They're embracing technology. Um, We've got a lot of support from really, really senior editors and owners of these whole organizations. But when you knock on their door and say, did you know you've got a problem with email? They say, yes, we do. And we need to deal with it. And so I think where the buy-in wouldn't have existed a few years ago, now they've got more data and analytics, there is a lot of buy-in to say, we actually need to try and support or create content marketplaces. And this isn't just for PR, this is for all types of sources of news. So for instance, you know, if you're walking down the street and you've seen something, you should be able to, um, as a consumer, log that information into a content marketplace into a real life story so that a journalist could pick it up if it was interesting or if you are a blogger and you're blogging about sport for example there are marketplaces out there that uh, you can contribute to and then you might end up getting into print say or online um so there is there these content marketplaces are already being built but what doesn't exist is a content marketplace for prs a professional marketplace where you can connect with brands and that's really what signups is all about and it's about taking those whatever, 50,000 pitches and making them searchable, um, making them, you know, you can filter, you can find exactly what you need as a journalist, but also giving the journalist the platform. Because one of the things that I've realized is as a PR, you're asked to do all this research that we've mentioned, but you're looking at old news. They've, they've already previously written about this. So what are the chances of you taking a story they've already written, thinking of a new angle, adapting it for your client and then getting them to cover something similar? You're you're really up against it as a PR. Yeah, I mean the the, but, the obvious answer there is you. No, we wrote about that last week, mate. I mean that's exactly, basically... exactly. So thanks, but you're 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 two weeks late. Yeah, if but, you'd have sent me that two weeks ago, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> how, is, how is a PR supposed to know that? And yeah. I think what journalists need is a platform where they can say, "I want to be pitched. I don't want to be pitched. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm covering right now." Um, and then a little bit of um analysis of data to say journalists are searching for these kind of things in your sector journalists are engaging with these types of pitches this is going to drive the news trends against these free text hashtags over the next few weeks so that prs basically have a window into what's coming rather than just looking at what's what's previously been written so that's what we're doing we're it's, but, it's but the, importantly there's also a feedback loop right so you're, you're, it's not just yeah. some black box of mystery there is at least the the possibility of a you know a knows so much better than a don't know isn't it frankly so it's a it's a, um it, it's purpose built for the industry so a journalist will easily be able to they're not just going to delete an email they do something with it they mark it as irrelevant or they flag it or they say it's good but it's not good now um they can write you written feedback if they wish but you can see very clearly of everyone that you've sent that pitch to who's who's interacted with it but you can also see who's viewed it in the wider marketplace so this bcc culture of saying 
I'm just going to send out 200 emails because someone might be interested. What if you could just send out 20 direct pitches to the most relevant journalists, but then you've got 50,000 other journalists that could proactively find it and say, actually, this story is quite good for us right now. You, you'd get, you get coverage from all over the place that you weren't necessarily expecting and you get far wider reach. So we're trying to create this collaborative marketplace and saying, if journalists are going to complain about email, do something about it. I know that the PRs are more than happy to try and work collaboratively to just find the easiest and most straightforward way to get their message in front of the people who are interested in hearing it. And that's really what we're trying to do. Charlie Russell, founder of Synapse. Good luck with it. And um, yeah, let, let us know how it goes. Thanks for coming on the show. I will. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.